welcome to a special edition of the On Call Room. This is a really special day, folks. <laughs> uh, if you, if this is your first episode, go back and listen to a different one. This is not the episode for you. No. So, listeners, we have a Patreon page where every month we put up bonus episodes for our listeners who donate five dollars or more a month. This is a very good example of some of the content you'd be getting. Um, there's a lot of inside jokes on our show, and sometimes we like to reward those inside jokes with providing the actual content to what we're talking about. Right. And so, just really quick, this is a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We deep dive each episode, starting in season one, episode one, and we're about to start season six. But before that, um, and before we take a little break for the month of May, we wanted to give you one little last hurrah. Right. So... <laughs> Brie, what are we going to be going through today? First of all, if you want to check out Patreon and see how you can get bonus episodes or if you want to co-host the podcast, we are going to be posting our um, like first call for co-hosting with us for season six. Go to patreon.com slash the on-call room and you can sign up to do that. It's $10 a month. Which yes. is totally worth it. 100%. What are we doing today? So today... Abby and I, um, we have some things in front of us. Yes. It's like a time capsule. It's really important information, hard emotions, blood, sweat, (laughs) tears of fan fiction. Is there... I just, I can't handle this. Um, So years and years ago, or maybe last year, who's who's to say? Actually, no, let's set the real stage. So the real stage is, I was probably in seventh grade. Okay. I want to say it was about the time that, like, Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean were out. Do you remember which Lord of the Rings was, like, the one that really got you? Was it the first one, or did it, was, did it take a while for you? Well, to- when Fellowship of the Rings came out, I d- actually hadn't seen it. And then it was, like, when Twin Towers came out. I'm going to look I up. went back, and, like, Fellowship of the Rings, I feel like, was on TV. And my uh-huh. sister told me I should watch it. So I did. It came out in 2002. Okay. So for, for, I uh, math is hard. So what's eight minus two? <laughs> six. So I, that was sixth grade. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> eight minus two equals sixth grade. <laughs> you graduated in two thousand eight. Two thousand two. Two thousand eight. So this was six years. years. You're twelve. So 12 minus 6, 6 years before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway. No, it makes sense. Okay. Two, 2008 minus 2002 is 6 years. And 12th grade minus 6 years is 6th grade. That made sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I just had to explain my math. Yeah. That's why I wasn't a math major. Right. Because right. obviously math doesn't work the same in my brain that it does in everyone else's brain. No. Anyway. So I was about in sixth grade when, um, or probably seventh grade when I saw Fellowship of the Rings for the first time. Yeah. So um, I would say it was shortly after that I um, started to have an obsession with Orlando Bloom. So obsessed, in fact, that I would come home every day and I would go on the OrlandoBloomFiles.com mm-hmm. and I would print. As one does. Yeah. And I would print new photos off. I can't tell you how much color ink we went through. Um, I would like 
go through a different, like, I'd be like, oh, a new photo shoot came up of him. And so I'd click through and I'd find the ones I liked and I would print them and then I would cut them out and I would put them on my bulletin board. I would put them on my mirror. I would put them on my walls. I had like eight posters of Orlando Bloom. I had a life-size cardboard cutout of Legolas in my room. And so it only made sense that the next step would be to write me into his life. Yeah. Um, So I have in front of me here two separate stories, one where we are very much in love and one where I am in love with him and he doesn't quite know that he's in love with me yet. Are there, because I'll talk about mine in a second, are there like the research you did to write or did you just write? You just like... Um, it was very free writing. Like a, free, it was like free, free writing. <laughs> okay, so this is a perfect example of how Brie and I are different. Yeah. Also, um, I envy that. I so I was looking at the dates. Every summer, a new Harry Potter book would come out, and in June twenty first, two thousand three, is when Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix came out. So I was fifteen years old. I'm thinking that it was the months like, I think I think it was right around there, either before it came out or I read it and then I couldn't wait. To, actually, you know what? I think it was before it came out because my fan fiction experience was more mm-hmm. that I spent, I would say, like, weeks researching, naming my characters, getting ready to set up the plot. Oh, so you were making charts. Like, you were making um, Venn diagrams, Yeah, if like, you will. so I had this Harry Potter book that I wish I could remember the name, but it was... It was all of the research that J.K. Rowling went into. Some, like, fan made this book, but a lot of her characters' names have, like, Greek mythology things, which, like, coincide with, like, what why she named them that. So it wasn't just willy-nilly. No, she wasn't just picking names. There's a reason for almost every, like, at least their last name a lot of the times. Um, And I was really fascinated by that, and I wanted to try to, like, write my own story. And so I'm guessing it was after... So Goblet of Fire came out in 2000, which I would have been in fifth grade. I don't think that's when I wrote this. I think I wrote it waiting for the next one because it took three years for the next book to come out. Mm -hmm. So I, because it has to do, my story is from the school Durmstrang, which is one of the three schools that competed in the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, it was actual school. Yes. It's the like one with Victor Crumb and like they're all. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and which in the movie, it's all boys. That's not the case in real life. There's girls that go to that school. Okay. So I have not made it to that part of Harry Potter yet. No, so that'll be, yeah. So uh, mine there's, I will read, there's only one page of story, <laughs> but I think what's more interesting of mine is the buildup. Great. Um, um, so we are both going to kind of, should we go back and forth or should we just focus on one? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, why don't we go back and forth? Let's just spice okay. it up because if we focus just on one, it's going to be a little too much Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And it's going to be a little too, too much, much Harry Potter. So I will talk <clears throat> about my characters first and maybe the last after you do one, then I'll sure. read a little bit. So, yeah. okay. So obviously if you haven't read Harry Potter, it's based on like three main students, Hermione, Ron, and Harry. Uh, mine <laughs> is based on Stan Dapper, Angie Spender, and Damon Fritter. Now, where did you get those names, Abby? <laughs> so Dapper is Stan Dapper is very smart, and Dapper, I think I like. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the what's that um words at not, the, a thesaurus. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the is it synonyms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow. Would have been embarrassed if I messed that one up. Uh, Angie Spender is the main Mm. character, and she was sporty. This is notable Mm -hmm. because I was not sporty. And so I'm pretty sure, you know. You wanted that character to be. And then Damon Fritter, I don't know why, friendly character. I have spelled (laughs) C-H-A-R-E-C-T-O-R. Starting out well. Okay, so Stan is tall, thin, and has white blonde hair. White blonde. Yeah. Like my hair color? Yeah. He has a witch mom and a muggle dad, and he's an only child. Okay. 
Angie has brown straight hair. She's short, fast, and she lives with her... Oh, no, she has pure blood... She's pure blood, but her parents died for an unknown reason. Is she the new Harry Potter? Yes. Of, of course, course she a is. girl is the main character. Mm. She lives with her older brother, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> then we have... <laughs> also, if there are any um, publishers out there who'd like to take any of this from us... Just let us know. Yeah, we'd like to take a deal. We'd like to, yeah, we'd like to talk about what you will be paying us. I'm a little mad because Damon is a lot like Ron. Damon has messy red hair, he's skinny, medium-sized, pure blood, lives with his parents and brother Gary, who is a head boy. What's a head boy? Um, they're like, like Percy was a head boy. Okay. The, okay. Uh, so they go to Durmstrang, which I wrote somewhere in Alaska, mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Fairbanks and Anchorage. <laughs> I clearly just Googled cities in Alaska. Um, the, so the way they get to Durmstrang is a fleet. It leaves from dock negative 36, and you have to get on it by going to dock 35 and running straight into the water. Only wizards and witches can get through it. I wonder so this where is, I got yeah, this. I, I, don't, I don't know where you got this from, um, but it's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. The headmaster is Professor Joy sagacious in parentheses i have written wise because that must be the definition of sagacious if there must be a oh yeah yeah um defense against the dark arts is professor elfric scruple scruple like is tricks i wrote it's not tricks strict so (laughs) he's not very nice transfiguration professor sandra wigswitch which means like trans i don't know herbology professor earl potterb like herb oh Potions, professor, spelled with two Fs. <laughs> Unlike professor in the next sentence. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I was experimenting. Yeah, it um, maybe matter. I was in fifth grade. Professor Mary Fem. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, flying Professor Laurie. Ooh, these, some of these might be good character names for uh, D&D. Oh, shit. Yeah, for sure. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Flying Professor Laurie Aviate. Creative. Yeah, uh, super creative. History of Magic, Professor Cerberus Forcraw. That's Don't not know. a real name. <laughs> no. And Teachers Continued, I wrote at the top of, of the course. stage. I'm so Just to get you got confused. Uh, Charms Professor is Cordelia Enamore. I guess Enamore means charm. Um, I love that I crossed out things. So there are four school teams. Um, I wrote these on a different page. Okay, they are the Cetaceans. They're blue-purple dolphins. The Genets. <laughs> Gold, brownish, red, maroon horse, Saurians, green, blue lizard, and Grimalkin, black, silver panthers. So is that like Gryffindor, yes. Slytherin? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, just at the bottom of this page, it just says curious. <laughs> I think I was workshopping how to spell it. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> workshopping how to spell curious. Yeah. So, um, and just to set the stage here, yeah. listeners, Abby has this. Red binder oh, yeah. with blues clues stickers on it. And Buzz Lightyear, Hunter and Dalmatians, Timon and Pumbaa. It you could, had to have been young. But Goblet of Fire, yeah, so I guess it could, it's between the years 2000 and 2003. Because the Goblet of Fire had to have come out for me to know about this school. Okay. So fifth grade to freshman year of high school. I bet it was like sixth grade time. Yes, maybe seven. Yeah, because it wasn't high school. I don't think, I really hope I wasn't. I don't know, man. I could have been writing the shit in But yours is like love. Mine is like. But it's not good. I know, I know. Um, Really quick, just to um, kind of give you a little bit more, because we're almost to the idea, and then I'll pass it off to Brie. Pass Um, the baton. So the sorting. 
I wrote, taking a personality test with 10 questions. They're not magic related. Stan, Damon, and Angie are all pathfinders. Pretty sure in middle school, pathfinder was my seventh grade. Like, <laughs> like that was what, you know, you had team names. Yeah. So I'm thinking now that I'm in seventh grade. Seventh grade. That's about the time. I, that seems like a normal time to be writing <laughs> fan fiction. Yeah. Okay. So Damon, just to give you more Because things, I feel like you're too young in fifth grade. Yeah. Writing would be hard. Like, it's hard. I mean, yeah. we're still workshopping how to spell curious in seventh grade. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, just a little bit more on each of the characters besides their looks. Um, Damon, his brother Gary is a prefect and he has a cool sister named Kelly who both have red hair too, although not as bright. Stan's best friend is a pet toad named Timothy. <laughs> Kissed, uh, oh, that was Damon, sorry. Stan, so sorry. Stan, um, which mother and father, only child, always competing in grades, with one other girl, Lexi Lon. She I'm, must be the... I'm confused. Can we can we take it back? Yeah. I'm, who are these characters? They're the three... We'll, we'll get to the plot soon. Damon, Stan, and Angie are like the, oh, okay, the okay. three students. Damon's best friend. So these are just things about these characters. I wrote for Stan, no pet, dot, 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 yet. What? Oh, because he's hairy? No. <laughs> he's probably going to get a pet when he gets to school. <laughs> but he doesn't have one yet. Angie, you can tell this is like who I wanted to be. This kills me a little bit. Yeah. Shoulder length, brown hair, short, really fast and athletic. Pure blood, lives with her 22-year-old brother, Dave. Parents- you wanted to live with your 22-year-old brother, Dave? <laughs> Parents died of unknown reason when she was five. And then I wrote disappeared, spelled D-I-S-A-P-E-E-R-E-D. That is how you spell disappeared. First year chaser on Quidditch team and has a pet owl named Griffy. Yeah, I fucking wanted to be her. Like, she's the shit. Except for her parents being dead. That part's sad. Okay, here's the enemy I wrote in big cap letters. Okay. Lexi Lon. She's the worst. Pronounced, oh, pronounced Lon A. So oh, I, oh. <laughs> good thing I wrote that. Uh, short black hair, Team Grimalkin. So she's a Slytherin, Obviously. Pure blood, her father's cousin is Lucius Malfoy. Oh, there's a connection. Oh. Wow, this is incredible. But why does she have black hair? She should have blonde I, hair. Well, it's just like the, the Malfoys. You're right, though. Family was once connected to Voldemort with the Malfoys, but came back one year before Voldemort was destroyed. In parentheses, sorta. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my God. I wrote. I won't go into. All, I wrote descriptions of every single teacher. No, you are going to go into okay. this. I'll keep going a little bit because yeah. Okay. Here's the the plot idea. Mm-hmm. Damon and Stan and Angie are curious on exactly how Angie's parents died. They find a note that says, in quotes, "Need wand." Patronus let blank. Turns out that the creature that killed Angie's parents was a lethifold. So I also had the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I had all of the knowledge of all the beasts in the Harry Potter world. Okay. So lethifold is a real creature. Hold on. (laughs) I'm like in Harry Potter land right now. That book came out before Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts came out as like a, not the script of the movie. It was like a little school book. It was the book that Newt Scamander actually wrote. You know how he's writing Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it came out again, probably in like 2001. And it's like a little thin school book that goes through all the magical beasts. And it like rates them by dangerous levels. And yeah. That's fun. Also, she wrote that? Yeah, and there's Quidditch Through the Ages came out too, which was like a book, a history on Quidditch. And it was really cute because it had fake handwriting in it that was Harry, Ron, and Hermione's as if they like, it was their school book. Oh. So yeah, it's really special. I have the originals if you want to look at them sometime. Yeah. But yeah, so I had the, so I probably, I can picture, I had the book, History Magic book with me. I had Fantastic Beasts. Like I was actually, this is like a thesis. Now, do you think you were sitting at a desk or no, were you on, on your bed? No, on my floor? bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you remember. Now, did you do this all in one sitting? It's possible that I did. 
Wow. Also possible my parents were concerned. <laughs> I was also listening to um, the Lilo and... St- I wonder what year Lilo and Stitch came out. Because, because that will 2002. Help. Okay, so that is when I wrote this. It's between the two books. It's the, right before the third because... So what year would that make you? Seventh grade? Yeah. Because 2002, yep, I yep. was in sixth yeah, grade. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So Lilo and Stitch because came out... Because 12 minus 6 is sixth grade. <laughs> Because the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack has really cool Hawaiian music on it, and I really liked it. Really cool. And I was listening cool, cool, to it cool. on my boombox. So whenever I hear that music, it's like Elvis. I think of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and it's fucking weird. Because because <laughs> like yeah. you like memories. I was your this, neural pathways yes. are yeah. There's like this Hawaiian song that's like ha ha no way, and I think of like Harry riding on a broom. <laughs> These are also the ages like I wrote fan letters to the actors. Like, you could do this back then, like I on Warner never. Brothers. And I got a printed photo of Daniel Radcliffe as, like, a fucking seven-year-old with, like, a printed signature on it. Isn't that cool? I wrote a love letter to uh, Sean Biggerstaff, who played Oliver Wood. I was obsessed with him. Wait. I never. Yeah. You could go to, like, the old Warner Brothers website, like, for the movie. like And, like, there was, like, a address to send fan mail. I doubt they ever saw it. Oh, I'm sure they did not. And I know that was a thing, but I didn't know people actually, like, I didn't know I knew someone who did that. Yeah. I have it still in my box of memories. Oh. Were you so excited when you got it? Oh, yeah. Except I was disappointed that it wasn't, like, a real signature. And Sean Biggerstaff never did write me back. Also, do you remember, though, back then, like, those actors and stuff had websites of their own sometimes? Yeah. And, like, because the internet wasn't as popular. Like, not everyone was on it. Um, Okay, so to continue with my plot, so they're wondering who killed Angie's parents. There was a note that said, need one, Patronus let blank. Turns out the creature that killed them was a lethifold. It killed them while they were on vacation in Maui. Before finding this, the school— Why why did you choose Maui? I don't know. Because you were listening to Lilo. Oh, my God, fuck, you're right. It's— it's all coming together. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah, because they're in Hawaii. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Before finding this, the school finds that a Yeti has been hiding in school grounds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, this is my favorite, house slash home slash cave. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Sure. We don't know. We don't know where Yetis live. <laughs> has inside of it a secret about the runaway old headmaster, Karkaroff. So Karkaroff in the books <laughs> ran away after book four. He like escapes and no one knows where he goes. Okay. So this is where I got this idea. So Kar- we're, t- we're figuring out. Yeah. Karkaroff had run away from Voldemort for he had been unfaithful. True. He like went against Voldemort. Then Voldy came back in book four and Karkaroff was like, peace out. They find Karkaroff's body inside the Yeti cave. Voldemort had killed him and was close by. Karkaroff was using the Yeti and cave to protect himself. Well, I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger what? and pass the torch. Wow. You're right. Maui was because of Lizzie. Wow, listeners. After this, I want to know what happens next. After, well, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't write much more. But um, I also challenge you listeners to maybe during a commercial break, put on the song Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride <laughs> from the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack because that is what I was listening to. That's amazing. Yeah. Don't worry. He has headphones on. Thank God. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to like preface this with my first one I wrote. I was probably in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, I had no idea what the workforce looked like in real life. (laughs) I had no idea what being an adult was. All I knew was this blue binder and a mechanical pencil. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I will tell you how many pages I wrote. 
It was, oh, let's see. Oh, getting towards the end, listeners. Uh, 127 pages of, of note, handwritten? handwritten notebook paper of my first story. Did you number each page? Oh, yeah, at the top. Had to know how much I was writing. You wrote 120? 27 pages in my first one. Are you skipping lines? No, these are single Front spaces. and back? Front and back. <laughs> so you wrote 300 or er, 240 pages? Yeah. Or I guess but you were But let me to- tell you, though, when you print it out... Because I had, like, my chapter one. Oh, you, you then typed it. Then I started typing it. But my chapter one <laughs> printed was two pages. How do you think you were telling your, like, mom, can I use the printer? Oh, no. So at this point that we had, <laughs> oh, shit. I think this is getting into freshman year of high school, I feel like. Because, no, that can't be. No, this was in, like, eighth grade that we had, um like a computer in the basement and no one else used it. Right. So, and I also don't think I saved it on the computer because I didn't want anyone to find it. And I remember telling my friend Amanda, shout out, um, if you want to be on the podcast, she has a whole bunch or she has um, a some fan fiction on Johnny Depp. So oh. she would write her fan fiction about Johnny Depp. I would write mine about Orlando Bloom. And then like, so we'd be silent for like an hour and then yeah. we'd be like, okay, do you want to listen? And then we together. read it. Yeah, oh. but then we read it back to each other. Dude, kids don't fucking do this anymore because I know. they're on their phones. And God we would be it. so excited. We'd be like, that, that was really great, Brie. Or like, that was really great, Amanda. Like we wouldn't give feedback. Mm-hmm. We'd just be like, that's Just cheerleaders. Yeah, like that's great. Love what you're writing. But I told Amanda, like if I die, you have to, like, come and burn get my it? fan fiction and burn it. Like, I didn't want my, like, mom to find this. You didn't know that someday you'd be reading this on a podcast that it'll be put on the internet for all to Forever. Read? So, well, yeah. Okay. So... Are you going to read from the handwritten version or the typed version? Well, I was going to read the prologue. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I was going to start with that. I You're think also typing in, like, size 14 font Well, this there. is what the prologue was. Okay. But then... Um, and I don't have the whole thing typed. I had like three chapters. It's very typed. tiring. It was exhausting, you know. Um, so just to set the scene, um, I am a working woman in the in the story. I mean, also in real <laughs> in life. real life as well. Um, and I just like really want to find love, but I can't quite make it work. And then um, I get a phone call from Orlando Bloom um, saying he's in town for like some. Uh, filming of okay. some sort and he, and we're old time friends from oh, dra- okay. drama school and so he wants to meet so you're up. a drama school student that's just in the workforce yeah it's okay. hard you know <laughs> and um and then we fall in love okay and so then he ends up moving in with me and and then we break up and then we end up and he moves back to california and then we end up getting together in the end um the title of it is called the one because <laughs> I was searching for the one. <laughs> so it's terrible writing. I use words that I think sound smart in many places that are not the correct meaning. Like I, I evaded to the kitchen. I think if you were <laughs> watching the Instagram story a couple weeks ago, um, I was reading some of it. And so this is you, so humbling, so vulnerable for you, me to be reading this shit. Do you think it's like you looked up the word and then you went on the synonym website? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I was like, that more. sounds, I think yeah. that is exactly what I did. I can I remember did. when like that was what you were learning in school to do, like to use more creative words. And then it felt like you got to high school and they're like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Like those don't mean the same thing. <laughs> right. Or even having like the spell check thing where you could do it yeah. on like a spell check thing. Yep. Yeah. So 
tell us if there's any funny spelled words if you come across them. Oh, like how sure. I spelled disappear. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> it's just me. Is it though? I don't think it is. <laughs> Sitting in her lonely New York penthouse, she slowly drip. Oh, I also do things. I just have to put this in here too. My favorite um, is that an adverb, slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Descriptive th- verb, yes. That is my favorite one, slowly. I do things slowly throughout <laughs> this whole story. Are you also always writing in what person is that? I don't know. Third I, I have no, no, I don't, like, I have do no. Do you slip into I thought? I, it starts with she's, oh, this is a prologue though, okay. Yeah, and also I like in some parts, like Orlando Bloom's talking and in okay. some, story, you know, there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, I had no idea what like <laughs> Hey, speech, don't have to yeah. apologize to me. Okay. So sitting in her lonely New York penthouse, she slowly drifted back to the thought of him again. She shook the image from her mind. Stay focused, Brie. You have work to do. Oh, Brie was working for a big New York corporation. She had everything a young girl could ever dream of. Respect, a great job, and tons of money. Honestly, fuck yeah. Yeah, like I'm living the dream. <laughs> except everything that is except for one thing. The one thing she never managed to find. She didn't have that one man. Aww. That man that made the hairs on the back of her neck stick up. That man that made her have that ridiculous smile on her face at all times. What I want to tell this Brie right now is that never will happen. <laughs> that is not a real relationship. <laughs> that man that called her about nothing just so he could hear her voice. That man that she was helplessly in love with. Brie could not seem to find that one man. Maybe it was, <laughs> it was that of her loving devotion to work. <laughs> I get it. Like, she, maybe yeah. that her one love is yeah. her devotion. Maybe she just wasn't relationship material. Whatever it was, her relationships never worked out. One by one, she would end them with, I really do love you, but I think we, sh- we should see other people for a while. Or it's just not working between us. It was nice while it lasted. <laughs> Good breakup line. Or her favorite, I found someone no. new. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's confident. Yeah, dude, she's super confident. No matter what the case, she just couldn't make it work. Or maybe, maybe, wait, maybe she just didn't want it to. There just never seemed to be any time for relationships. It wasn't that she didn't want love. It was just she couldn't make it. She couldn't make it. (laughs) She couldn't make love. You were unaware of that phrase at this point. Truly, she wanted that man that would wipe away her tears when she cried. Maybe it wasn't the guy's fault. In fact, it was hers. Fears, fear always took her and caused her to break it off. Jesus. She needed to give the next man the chance he deserved. It was time to change. She made a promise that was Ooh, she made a promise that fear was no longer going to take a part of her. Dude, or is- was it? Oh, that dun 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 SVU. Wow. Okay, Brie, this is like emotionally aware writing at that age. Maybe you weren't aware it was your own. Uh no, I've always been really emotionally aware. Yeah. And like living in a different world than reality. Okay. (laughs) So do we not get any more of that? Oh. Well, do you want me to start in on chapter one? Yeah, just read a little bit of chapter one. Okay, we'll just go into chapter one. We have the time. Do we? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Or are you more excited about story number two? Mm, uh, I don't know. Just give me a little bit of chapter Yeah, one. she awoke to the shrieking... Like, she hasn't even met Orlando yet. No. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. She awoke to the shrieking beep of the alarm. 5.30 already, she said under a yawn. 
Practically sleepwalking to the bathroom, she got in the shower. She made her coffee, had some eggs, grabbed her coat and briefcase, and was off to work. As she walked down the busy streets of Times Square, she thought to herself how much she loved it. All the chaos was thrilling. There was never a dull moment here. Finally, (laughs) she made her way up to the office. Today was going to be a busy day. She had three meetings today and still had to make time to finish the paperwork that she didn't get done the night before. Remember, because the night before she was thinking about how she wasn't in a relationship. Right, right. It she had to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. She, right. Um, I guess I'll have to skip lunch again. I would never do that. Yeah, fuck that. No. She said with a sigh, unpacking her things one by one, she began to work. She was, this is my favorite like line of all of my writing because I had no idea what working was as an adult. So she was frantic all day, making copies, signing papers, going to meetings. She was so busy yet she still had something on the back of her mind, something that she couldn't seem to shake. He was on her mind again and she couldn't escape it. Dude, that's fucking good. I'll leave you there. I do we do ever want- get interaction with Orlando? Yeah. Can I just get to that? Like, give me a sure. snippet of that? Sure, sure, sure. I just want to know his voice. You sure, know, sure, like, sure, what, sure, sure, sure. how was he written? Um, Marge, get out of my backpack. Let's see. I'm sure we can find something here. Do we want when, like, they first meet? Or do we want, like, when they're dating? Uh, let's do when they're dating. Oh, God. Okay. It's in chapter 100. Um... Ooh, there's a lot of scribbles on here. I was really not liking. Let's, um, I'm trying to look for a beginning of a chapter so it's not just like in the middle of something. So I think this is kind of, um, Orlando and I had just gone on like an all-inclusive and we came back to New York and Amanda and Johnny Depp picked us up from the airport. Of course. Okay, perfect. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. So, um, I don't, yeah. So anyway, it says, hello, ladies. The two of them looked up to see Orly. Oh, I call him Orly throughout this (laughs) (laughs) Orly and Johnny standing there. I'm hot. Um, (laughs) Very sexual. We finally found you, Johnny said. Sorry, uh, we were talking, Amanda laughed. Or just taking my boo as hostage, Orly smiled. Brie got up and jumped into Orly's arms. He picked her up, causing her legs to fly in the air. He twirled the two of them around, making Brie laugh. Oh, Johnny, they look so cute, Amanda squealed as she grabbed onto Johnny's arm. Orly set Brie down, but didn't let go of her. Baby, Brie whispered. (laughs) Mm. I love you. Orly kissed her ear. I love you too. Well, I really don't mean to interrupt this Kodak. It should be Kodak. Yeah, Kodak moment. How do you spell that? K-O-D-A-K. I spelled it K-O-D-A-X. Kodak's (laughs) moment. But are we ready to go? Johnny asked. Brie smiled. Johnny would fucking say that. <laughs> yeah, you fucker, man. No. We're saying we love each other and spinning around in the airport. Because that's what relationships are. <laughs> Brie smiled at Orly. The sooner we get home, the better. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wait, I feel so sad for this age of you, Brie, because was she crushed by the reality of real like, relationships? Yeah, man, like everyday fucking life. Like you don't go to all-inclusive resorts. Oh, wait, you do. We're going to one soon, but yes. But you don't go with your significant no, no. other. 
you you go with your best friend. <laughs> and or and we- <laughs> people aren't kissing your ears, telling you how much they love you, spinning mm-hmm. you around in airports. <laughs> Can you imagine if you guys had done that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I would throw up. <laughs> God. People don't make copies all day. That's not what they're doing. They're not going to meetings and skipping lunches. They're eating double lunch. Um, Johnny and Amanda walked in front of Orly and Bree, who were carrying the luggage, but still managing to intertwine hands. Because that's so difficult. While carrying luggage? Well, if you had a rolly. Who knows? They were carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, why aren't Johnny and Amanda helping us with luggage? Like, what dicks, honestly? I'm Pick you. us up from the airport. Why did they come in? Why did they just go to the cell phone lot? you could do that then. Oh, that's true. You could pick people up. Yeah, that is true. They walked to the car and threw their suitcases in the back. Amanda was just about to jump in the back with Bree when Bree piped in saying, uh, Amanda, not to sound brutal, but can Orly sit back here with me? <laughs> So we can finger bang? Yeah, what are we doing? Do we just have, like, the most intense sex, like, on this all-inclusive that we can't fucking, like, get off of this each other? This is incredible. Um, I mean, you and Johnny should sit by each other, too. This is such, like, a seventh grade. Sure, Bree. You just want to have a make-out session with Orly or finger bang. That's not true, Bree screamed. You just took me screamed. away. Screamed. <laughs> I don't know why Orly is dating me because I sound manic. He hasn't spoken yet. <laughs> it's true, he hasn't. Is he even real? <laughs> That's the twist. <laughs> or was she ready to give up fear? Actually, I was like, everyone was like, Brie, you're fucked up. You're like, there's no one. You went on this trip by yourself. Orly's not real. We actually committed you somewhere. <laughs> Oh, keep going. This you two were alone together for two we- two weeks. Oh, a two-week vacation. <laughs> okay, seriously, why don't you talk to us about the trip? We will. I just want to sit by him. <laughs> like, I get it. Sometimes you need to be physically close. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Fine. Come on, Johnny. Amanda kissed Johnny lightly before she got in the car. Amanda hadn't been in the car for more than five seconds when she turned around to ask the two of them about the trip, only to find them engulfed, kissing each other. Oh, he still hasn't talked. They were. Engulfed. He only wants me for my body. <laughs> <laughs> only wanted to sit by him. Ha ha! But only wanted to bite his face off. Amanda laughed. <laughs> You're good at dialogue. You can't blame them, honey. They are in love. And when you're in love, you just can't keep your hands off of each other, Johnny said casually. Amanda looked stubborn. Well, sweetie, let me ask you this. How come you can't keep your hands off me? We're in love, aren't we? This is like a real relationship versus a fairy tale relationship. Johnny looked confused. He didn't want to say something else to make her even more pissed. Um, Oh, someone got themselves in a rut, came a voice from the back. Johnny glanced back to see Orly with a huge grin upon his face. That was his... his that was Orly talking? Yeah. Uh-huh. Finally. Okay, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Shut up. Go back <laughs> to biting each other's faces off, please. Johnny screamed, and I'll leave you there. Had you bitten anyone's face off at this point in your life? Uh, no. I don't even know if I had my first kiss. That's what I mostly meant. But yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I had my... Uh, I might have, like, had, like, a 
peck with like okay. a sixth grade boyfriend, but I definitely had not made, made out, out yet. Okay, interesting. I'm impressed with your like knowledge of it though. I guess you had older siblings. Yeah, and also I watched like really inappropriate movies <laughs> at like really inappropriate ages. Perfect. Um, all right. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. We'll, we'll let you guys gather yourselves <laughs> after that. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Welcome back. Um, um, I know you all had to like <laughs> work one out. Yeah. <laughs> After that steamy <laughs> excerpt. Um, so we're gonna work one. <laughs> we're, that's what Jake always says. We're gonna have to jump back now to um, a little bit more <laughs> research based uh, <laughs> fan fiction, which I wish mine had a title. I never named it. Why don't you name it now? I will after I read you the first page, which I wrote skipping lines, because remember how you were taught to do it that way so you could yeah, write edits? Edit. Well, and yeah. I wish I really would have done that because there's a lot of scratching shit out and yeah. Under- I also wrote in pen. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about the characters, like the teachers, because that's all I have before it gets to the one page. Okay. So hopefully you guys find joy in this. Okay. <clears throat> Professor Scruple, Defense Against the Dark Arts. He's very strict. Loves giving detentions, especially. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he gets off with. He gets, well, off. he gets off to giving detentions, <laughs> especially to Damon and Angie. Stan hates rule breaking and gets an A plus in his classes, so he has no reason to give him a detention. Although he would like to. <laughs> oh, so, the teacher wishes to oh, give him one. <laughs> not to get a. De- so Stan is like part of me. Okay, Professor- so it's um like. Hates rule breaking. Is that like a Hufflepuff? Hermione. Oh, he's just Hermione. You know, oh. they're all. What did I call them? They're not Gryffindors. They are Pathfinders. Which then I have different names. I'm confused. What they actually Grimalkins? Maybe I changed the name of it. Anyways, to be decided. Professor Wig Switch. I forgot the. C. So does he switch his wig a lot? Uh, this is Transfiguration. Yeah, probably. Ah, they, yeah. yeah. Favors no one. Is a boring teacher. This class is with the team Cetacean. Turns into a rabbit on occasion. Oh, that's <laughs> well, nice. On occasions. <laughs> on occasions. Professor Potterb. Herbology. Thinks too much of himself and always has dangerous plants in hand. Makes them take care of to poolsers the whole year. In parentheses, pink flowers that bite and yell at you if they don't like the way you take care of them. It, now, is this a real thing or I did you make know. that one up? I don't up? recognize that one, so I might have made that one up. I like it. It's like tulip to pool, like, but it's yeah. like, Backwards. So, um, can you imagine having a plant like that in your house? Uh, that would yell and be like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, I, you gave me too much fucking water. water. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Professor Femme, potions, the best teacher. Of course, it's a woman. Yes. Too. Let's them make fun potions. Give tests where she drinks the potions they make, and if nothing happens to her, they get an A. Stan Damon and Angie's favorite class. Have this class with the Grim Smalkins. Grim Smalkins. <laughs> the Grim Smalkins. So, that's like. Yeah, it's like I opposite. So like in Harry Potter, potions is like not great. I made it great here. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's the, a lot of things are opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was very was original. <laughs> Madam Aviate, flying, very crazy and obsessed with flying. Tells many. Obsessed. She teaches. <laughs> she's obsessed with it. Tells many stories about her early childhood and how they had to fly ten miles to classes in her day. Saurians are with them. Their favorite other team. I don't know what that means. 
was gonna ask you, but you don't. It's like the it's one of the other houses. Okay. Professor Forcraw. His I can't read my own writing. History of magic. Favorite stu- student is Lexi Lanay. Oh, that's the bad one. Fuck her, yeah. Does not like Angie because of something to do with her parents long ago. Her dad, I wrote mom, cross it out, change it to dad, mm-hmm. and Professor Fordcraw were both chasers on the Janet team when Angie's dad accidentally knocked him off his broom and he lost his leg. Holy shit. So that's why this they don't like It's getting really fucking dark. <laughs> also, because I had accidentally wrote mom. How did he lose his leg? <laughs> I don't know. It's magic. That seems weird. <laughs> Professor Enamore. Charms. Wears long cloaks that are all glittery, has a crush on Professor Potterb, and keeps staring out the window to the greenhouses. Where Professor Potterb. That's as close as I get to romance <laughs> in this book, is someone stares out the window. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Professor Sagacious, headmaster, very wise, and plays funny tricks on students and teachers. Is a girl. I'm so proud of myself. A girl headmaster. Oh. Curly gold. The opposite, though. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Curly gold hair, wears bright purple cloaks and a hat. Has very powerful powers and knows Dumbledore. Powerful powers. <laughs> Has very powerful powers. <laughs> Writing's hard. And knows Dumbledore, R.I.P. As they were friends when she lived in England. R.I.P. Uh, okay, here's. He hadn't died yet, had he? No, but now it oh, is. Oh, so I'm just, sorry if you've never read Harry Potter. Yeah, Dumbledore, Dumbledore dies. dies. <laughs> uh, Even I know that. Here's some information on dates, the siblings of these kids. Okay. So Dave Spender, this is the brother that Angie lives with. He's only 22. He's 22. This seems, this seems odd. <laughs> I thought at that time 22 was old. Yeah. In retrospect, not, not so much. No. no. Very nice to Angie and was a keeper on the Jennet's Quidditch team. He is now working to be a teacher at Durmstrang for care of magical creatures. It's very nice. Gary Fritters, in his sixth year, black hair, also wears glasses. He's a prefect. Real nice to Damon and his friends. Knows some secret passages around school that he shows him. So like Fred and George, essentially. Kelly Fritters, very shy, second year, gets bad grades, always wants to fit in with her two brothers. Real short black hair. Kids make fun of her, but she is the first person to see the Yeti. Oh. She finds the Yeti. Carrie Fritter's mom. Black- is the Yeti like the whole point of the story? The Yeti is just where they find the body of Professor Karkaroff and the note, I think, about right. the parents. I never got into how it ends. I wish you would have. <laughs> and I hope that you, this sparked something in you to continue to write this. I think I realized halfway through this that it's really that you were hard bored. to write yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mom. Oh, this is interesting. Black curly hair, average size. I don't know why I noted to that. Very caring and takes in many animals. Works at the FBPS, Fantastic Beast Protection Society. I made that up. <laughs> and here we are. This is our last few before I read you my first page. Bill Fritters works for the Ministry for Muggle Repelling Charms. I'm telling you, I was fucking in this shit. Large, tall man with red hair, friendly with everybody. Nancy Dapper. These are the parents. Teacher at Durmstrang. Teaches arithmacy to third years. Plump lady. Arithmacy? Yeah, they Hermione takes it. Plump lady with bushy blonde hair. Really smart and fun-loving. Fun-loving. Big loving. Last one. Andrew Dapper is an accountant. Oh, because he's a muggle. Thinks it's interesting about the wizarding stuff. Wants to learn more about it. Mm. He's open to it. Okay, so I did all of that research, okay? Okay, which I also want to, like, just point out that, like, that is so not something I would do. Like, (laughs) I just, like, I just would write. You know, and be like, we'll figure out what these characters do yeah. along the way. I think the writing part scares me because, like, 
I mean, I think, I, yeah, like, I l- enjoy doing this and coming up with the names, and they all have meanings. No, I think that's the way a lot of people, writers write. But like, mine I is not the, the right way. Part. No, I know, but, like, I don't have the creative. This very much speaks to my Enneagram. I'm like, yeah. this is like, yeah. So here I have, it's skipped lines, basically one and a line. That's it. That's the whole fuck, after all that work. Just one page. Yeah. Is this so sad? This makes me really sad. Okay. It was a cold night in Fairbanks, Alaska, when Andy Spender <laughs> woke up. She was woken by her friendly gold owl, Griffy, in quotes. Right in the middle of a good dream, she mumbled as she fed the impatient owl. Angie sat on her bed and thought about the dream she was having. She was hugging her mother and father. This is very sad. This they, is really great writing. They were leaving for Maui on their anniversary. That was the best. That was the last time Angie ever saw her parents, Stephen and Jane Spender, for they disappeared on their vacation when Angie was five. Just then, Angie noticed how light it was outside. No wonder Griffy woke me up, she thought. It must be almost noon. <laughs> That's all you... And then I got Wait, fucking... what happens next? <laughs> okay, a couple things to add about this notebook. This is freaky. The next thing is on a random page. says, favorite food, Dippin' Dots and Panzeratas. <laughs> what are Panzeratas? Like Ponderosa? No, it's like a calzone you get at this place in Wisconsin where I lived. It's still my favorite food. And then I have, <laughs> this is like a question about religion. <laughs> how did God create, <laughs> I can't even read it. How did, <laughs> how did God create the earth with humans first? If before humans there were dinosaurs and no Honestly, a question. I'm still <laughs> curious about <laughs> if someone can figure out the answer. It's because it's a metaphor. What do you mean? <laughs> well, God didn't create the earth in seven days. Don't some people believe that Adam and Eve are the first humans? Yeah, but there was There's shit no before. dinosaurs. <laughs> This is this is insane that this is here. How did God create the earth with humans first if before humans there were dinosaurs and no humans? Something But like. God didn't create the earth with humans first. He created the earth and then he created the the sun and the moon and the stars and, and the then dinosaurs? the tides. He just forgot like, to mention those. Well, they, just because the di- and then like the birds and like the different and okay. the animals and then came humans. Okay. And so like that's just a pretty story. It didn't happen in seven days. No. Do so, well, I'll some be, people, obviously, <laughs> my question is: Do people believe that? Some people believe that, but there are. They don't I would say many. Also, yeah, I would say many more people believe okay. that that's like an. Is it an allegory? Is it a metaphor? Okay, okay, yeah. that's helpful. Thank you for answering this question <laughs> that you've been sitting on for years. I guess. Also, yeah. the next page is me practicing my signature. Oh, I used to do that because if I had to get an like you're practicing signing your book. Well, yeah, and or I wrote, like an and autograph. X O. Like I did, like I would do an X and then O around yeah. it because I thought that was cool. And then um, last little thing that I found while flipping through the pages of this that I showed Bree that we took a photo of. I used to draw these girls, which is very sad. Their body types are not real life. They're like yeah. Barbie like. So there's like a bunch of different. They kind heads. of like brass They're just styles. floating heads. Yep. She's wearing an Abercrombie and Fitch T-shirt, which has. Do you remember how like T-shirts would have a little slit right here? Yeah. And then shorts, which I'm pretty sure I had those. There's a three-eyed smiley face, a tree with a peace sign in it, a man being abducted <laughs> by an alien, and 
Remember how you could try to draw a house with an X on it in one line without no. double going over lines? Anyway, it's just that. Just me practicing. Just some that. little doodles. Yeah, so we'll the, make sure that The part that is my favorite is that someone's being abducted <laughs> by a UFO. They look like, I was thinking I was doing those Keith Haring people. Remember the artist Keith Haring? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what those are. So anyways. Interesting. The end. I'm really impressed. That I only wrote. I'm so sad that I didn't even write a I scene. Wish, I wish you could have written more because you know what? I could tell that you were going somewhere with that. Also really proud that I held on to this. Yeah. Like how many times most people would have thrown this away? Yeah. Same with my shit. I'm so glad. Okay. Back to yours. No, well, we have to title yours. Her parents. It's very sad. Also, my parents are both very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> I had no. Yeah. Um. I feel like it'd be like, if it's the same template as Harry Potter, it'd be like Angie Spender. And it, the Yeti in the cave is too obvious. Right. It would be like, and, and the and the note, and the... And, and the, the note in the home. <laughs> slash house, I'm slash such, cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um. Okay. An original piece by Brie Babbitt. So the second one that I wrote, um, I never actually finished. Nor did I title it, so okay. that is um, it's a little sad for us. But in this fan fiction, um, Orlando Bloom and I were not together, but we were very good friends, again, in this one. And I was also living with the cast of Lord of the Rings. The whole cast? Uh, the men, the, the hobbits. So I As was, their characters or as the actors? As the actors. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, like, not I wasn't living with Frodo. Yeah. I was living with Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay, perfect. Everyone except for Sean Astin, because, like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. The guy who was in Rudy. You know, we don't need him. Um, I always thought he was. There's two that look alike. When I first saw the movies, I thought that... Mary and Pippin. ...were the same as the other two. No. I didn't realize those were two different stories. There are four stories. characters. Yeah. yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. It's the one where they rode trees. Um, yeah, that's the second and That's the one. first one I saw. Oh, that's very, very confusing. confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and this one, Brie um, really wants to be with Orlando, but... He starts dating this other girl. I think her name's Stephanie. Okay, She's the worst. And Brie catches her talking on her phone to her boyfriend about, like, just using Orlando for his money. Which, who would even ever do that? Because Orlando is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, um, what John said, though, a second ago on our break, is that he's a goober. Which, Eh. maybe. But... Not back then. No. He's beautiful. (laughs) Um... And so Brie confronts Orlando about it, and he gets really mad at Brie. And he's like, fuck you, pretty much. And I think that's kind of where I ended it. Um, So, yeah. Also, I want to say that, like, I did a lot of daydreaming and, like, create, like— I still do this, not like about Orlando Bloom, but, like, where you, like, think scenarios out. You know, like, how people talk about, like— having an argument in a shower and you, like, play it out in the shower. I have done that my whole life. And so a lot of my writing, I, like, through these two stories that I've reread, is, like, scenarios that I've, like, created in my head. Isn't that what writing is? But let me explain it. Like, it doesn't translate to the paper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why would I put that detail in there? Right. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So this is just a funny little part because I think it's really hilarious. So Brie decided that she, oh, so what just happened in the first chapter here was Orlando Bloom threw me in the pool. 
Also, everyone, I, this is like one of the things that I don't understand is that everyone in this house has their own bathroom except for me. I live with five other men and I'm the one who has like a bathroom in like the entryway. Because I wanted to be able to walk around the apartment with my towel on. See, these are important little... This is like intense. You know, like... You are much more advanced sexually and even in just your brain... Than I was. It's because I'm in, like, my 50th life right now. That's I've had true. a lot That's of true. sex. That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Okay. Brie decided that since she was already wet, she might as well take her shower and get ready for the day. Brie didn't have to work until 6, so she just threw on a pair of ripped jeans and a tank. <laughs> Brie waitressed at the ever-so-famous Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> she loved every last minute of it. This is funny, too, because I'm going from working in New York in a corporation making copies to being a waitress. Also, you have waitressed. How do you feel about it being the best job? The best job of my life? Uh, no. (laughs) Um, In her spare time, she would try out for plays and productions, but she was pretty content with her life. (laughs) She loved living with all the guys, especially Orly. Brie had been crushing on him for quite some time, but only she knew. That is except Lige. Oh, everyone has nicknames. Lige? She told Lige everything and anything, and he knew from the beginning Brie was head over heels for Orlando. Brie walked into the family room to see all four men sitting on the couch watching Ticks? TV in oh. their pajamas, except for Dom, who was in his running clothes. <laughs> the detail. Jeez, boys, it's 1230. Uh, don't you plan on doing something today? Brie laughed, staring at the grow. No, staring at the group of lazy men. Hey, I find, Nothing will change. <laughs> hey, I find this very productive, Lige said, his eyes still glued to the TV. Bree's right. I'm going to go take my shower, Orly said, getting up and walking to his room. Oh, did their arms brush? Oh, Bree stared at the figure that walked past her until he was up the steps. She then sat in the now empty spot on the couch. When they heard Orlando's door shut, the three men began to hysterically laugh. What? Brie questioned. Jeez, it's so obvious, Dom laughed. What is what? Brie screamed. (laughs) Oh, come on, Brie. You didn't actually think we didn't know about your little thing you have for the big OP? (laughs) Billy Billy said, smacking his knee. Lies, you told, Brie yelled, pouncing on him. No way, I promise, Lies said. Pouncing on him. That's very sexual. We figured out ourselves, Dom smiled. Is it really that obvious, Brie? Whispered, her cheeks getting rosy. They all laughed. No, but we know you, Brie, and we know when you're definitely fallen, when you've definitely fallen for a guy, and you have definitely fallen for Orly, Lige smiled. Brie giggled a playful giggle. Well, yeah, but if you tell, I will make a promise to turn your heads into something. Cool joke, Brie. Okay, uh, we won't, Brie. Billy laughed. Right. Well, I'm going to go do something more productive than sitting here. Brie, all about being productive. Brie said, getting up and walking to her room. Um, this is so good. I'm enthralled. This one's, a, I feel like, a little more advanced. You're than- writing, like, you do even the little bits of dialogue that are, like, not important. But, like, uh, I don't know. I was always supposed to be an author. <laughs> so good. Actually, how funny would it be to publish a fan fiction? Like, because I guarantee you there are other people in this world that did. I mean, I would just feel so bad for the person that it's about. Oh, I feel like I'm already going to send this episode to Orlando Bloom. Uh, no. <laughs> and, no. What would... <laughs> okay, no. 
Oh my God, he would, like, what if he was like, this is incredible. He wouldn't. He would love be like, Love Orly. He would be like, oh my God. But what if he said that and said, Love Orly? Would you feel redeemed? I would and come. <laughs> Your writing is really good. I would like you to keep reading at least like one more page. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> okay, just one more. Um, it's so good. Maybe you can write mine. Basically. Yeah, I'll write yours. I'll do the research and then you can. Um, oh, this part's really funny because Brie, I'm not going to read this part. I'm going to, I'm going to skim past it, but Brie asks Orlando if they can watch Lord of the Rings together. <laughs> Is this like they, they've been in the movie already? Yeah, they've been in the movie. Okay. And so they like watch it together. I also really relate to this. I feel like I wish we'd been friends back then because I wanted to be friends with those actors. You know, like, it's like, yeah. you feel connected to them. You just want to be buddies. Like, I wanted to live with a bunch of boys yeah. and hang out and watch their movies that they were in. Is that so <laughs> much to ask? That's how I still feel, though, about certain things I watch where I'm like... Yeah, and you also feel like you know them really well. Yeah, which, unfortunately for them, must be frightening that everyone feels like they know them. Yeah, and they're like, you don't know me at all. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, we don't want to think about that. No. Brie, get up. We need to talk. Huh? What? What's going on? Brie rolled over in her bed to spot Elijah staring at her. Shit, Lige, you gotta be so close. So good! <laughs> Such good dialogue! Whatever. Orlando's running right now, so we're going to talk about the past events that have been occurring. <laughs> what? Is Lige, like, is he... Is he, like, a loser? Sounds <laughs> like it, yeah. I don't know. I think Lige and... Brie are actually best friends. Right, right, right. And then, like, she's in love with Orlando. I'm gathering that. Yeah. Oh, also, I think Elijah's dating Amanda in this one. Because okay. Johnny Depp had no room in this. <laughs> no space. Wrong movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wrong movie. <laughs> Brie fluffed her pillow and uh, sat up a little bit. Lige, I love him. I love every last thing about him. When I'm near him, I get butterflies. When I think about him, I get goosebumps. Lige smiled. So you're going to tell him how you feel? No, no, of course not. I cannot take that chance. Bree, come on. You've got to be kidding me. Lige, I'm not telling Orly. Tell me what, Orly said walking <gasps> in the room. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Bree and Lige shot glances at each other. Uh, well, that's just it. I'm not telling you. Bree said confused. Uh, okay. Orly said looking very confused himself. Well, Orly, we were just talking about how much Bree, Bree shot an evil look at Lige and Lige backed off. Yeah, Orly asked. Oh, just about how much she loves hobbits more than elves, you know? Kind of a comfort thing, Lige smiled. <laughs> I, never, I never said that, Bree screamed, screaming a lot. Orly looked shocked and her hobbits over elves. Are you serious? That's plain disgusting, Orly said, walking out the door. Bree chucked a pillow at Lige as he began to laugh. She jumped off the bed and headed across the catwalk. Oh, yeah, because we had, like, bedrooms across the catwalk, obviously. <laughs> But I didn't have a bathroom in my bedroom. <laughs> she pushed open the door and saw Orly rustling through his drawers. Hey, you aren't mad, are you? I mean, I really do like elves better, <laughs> Bree. Bree said. I'm furious, Orly screamed. Bree took a step back, tears forming in her eyes. Bree, I was joking, Orly laughed. He sounds like a dick. He does sound like a dick. I just want to be hurt. <laughs> you should date Lige. <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'll finish this story and I'll end up with Lige. Because maybe this whole time... Wait, no, but Lige is dating Amanda. 
So that can't work. Well, Amanda's not here, is she, right now? No. She's yelling at the podcast. <laughs> She's like, I want to be with him. I'm feeling a lot more confident about this piece of writing. This compared- is really good. <laughs> do you want to take it home and read it today? I kind of do, but I'll be pissed it doesn't end. I know. I think I have to finish it. Oh, Holy shit. I so should many. tell you how many pages I have yeah. in this one. I have 59 in this one. Wow. Yeah. I think it, I, let's see how it ends, did, did shall we? Did you write this, like, over a span of time? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, this was, like, not, like, in one sitting by okay. any means. And, you know, you, like, with any writer, you write, <laughs> and then you have to step away from it for a little bit. So you'd step away for a couple of days, you'd have a good idea, and so you'd come back. And a lot of times, too, I would have an idea of where I wanted the story to go. Like, I knew when I started this story that I wanted Bree to get in a fight with Orlando mm. about him dating someone else. So you okay. just gotta, like, work to that point. And I think that happened, and then I didn't know where to go from there. Yeah. But you know? read us, like, the last page. <clears throat> okay. Um, we'll end with a real cliffhanger. <clears throat> okay. It was hard. Ooh, shit, I moved out. It was hard adapting to Amanda's at first. Living with four guys for two years was challenging, but every bit worth it. At times, it was the quiet at Amanda's. Bree missed that annoying, the annoying screams of the boys, but then Amanda would sing and Bree would feel right at home again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <clears throat> Elijah would come over a lot to check on Brie, but mostly to to have sex with Amanda. <laughs> oh, no. When that would happen, I, I'm having a really hard time reading my writing. Um, when that would happen, Brie would leave. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> she would drive around for hours, realizing she had nowhere to go. All she wanted was to at least talk to Orlando. If he never wanted to speak to her again, fine, but she just needed closure someone someone to say there's no hope there never was any hope oh. brie walked into amanda's home well now hers as well and saw oh, jesus christ saw lige and manda cuddling on the couch this better not be foreplay brie said while covering her eyes oh my god how did i even know what foreplay was <laughs> Bree, it's okay. You can uncover your eyes. You realize sex is not the only thing me and Lige do. Yeah, and dope. what else do you two do? Bree questioned. Yeah, honey. Like, what else do we do? Lige laughed. Shut up, Elijah. We do plenty of other things. Like now, we're watching TV. Amanda s- snarled. <laughs> ah, yes. I can remember the last time we watched TV together, replied Lige. Oh, my God. Fine. We have sex. Like, sometimes. I mean, sometimes a lot. But I like other things, too, Amanda screamed. <laughs> Whoa, okay, Amanda. Didn't mean to get you all riled up. I was just kidding around, Bree said. No, Bree, you're right. Me and Lige need to spend more time doing things like going to the movies and coffee shops. And thanks a lot, Bree. I'm never going to get laid again, interrupted Lige. Bree laughed hysterically as she walked to her room. She could still hear Amanda planning activities for them to do together till the end of time when her cell phone rang. Hello? Hey, Bree, it's Dom. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, you know, miss missing you around the house, but for the most part, pretty good. That's good. So what's up? What can I do for you? Well, I just thought you should know something. Yeah? Silence. Hello, Dom? Okay, I don't know if I should have said anything. I think I'm going to go. Dom, no, you don't. No, you don't. Now you must speak. Okay, well, today Orlando came in to talk with us. Shit, this has to do with Orlando, Bree thought to herself. And? 
and he's moving in with Stephanie. <gasps> stay calm. Stay very calm. Oh, that's nice. That's nice? What? No, it's not. And that's where it ends. Oh, my. He's an asshole. He's a total asshole. Yeah. Why did I ever love him? I don't know. You deserve better. I do. You deserve I do. Elijah. I, I, I deserve Elijah or Dom or Billy. Yeah. Not, not Orlando. I have to finish the story. I think you do. First, you should finish Harry Potter. No, I, I have a new project. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't record the podcast anymore. I'm writing <laughs> fan fiction tonight. It's like, I really you want to go grab a drink? No, I'm sorry, I'm writing okay. fan fiction. I really do understand, though, the, like, draw of, like, you live with the boys. They're famous actors. You're just, like, one of them. We're just shooting the shit. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. So what's the title of that one? Orlando Bloom sucks? Yeah. Or, uh... Not the, bathroom, the, not the, the one? The bathroom in the entryway. The bathroom... <laughs> Just across the catwalk. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Across the catwalk. Across the catwalk. Yeah. Or elves, or hobbits over elves. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you've made it this far. Wow, thank you. If you if you want more. Actually, if you've written fan fiction. Fuck, We yeah. should create a thread in the Facebook group where you can you tell can, us about it. Or um, if you are a, a voicemail. Yes. If you're a patron, um, you can call the Google Voice number. Yep. And I think you have to be $5 or $10. Yep. Um, and you can leave a little little excerpt. We would love to hear your fan fiction ideas, things that maybe you've written. Don't like, obviously you can't leave like a 20-minute voicemail. I don't think it'll let you. But just no. give us your thoughts. And on- also, you can't judge ours. No, don't judge us. No, don't, I don't want any feedback that is not positive. <laughs> I only want positive <laughs> feedback. Oh, God, I love it so much. Um, R.I.P. our dignity. Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, but also welcoming in vulnerability. Brene yeah. Brown would be so proud of you us You were right a strong now. woman, even at seventh grade. At seventh grade? In seventh grade. We're still learning how to write. We're still learning how to speak. <laughs> we still don't know how to spell curious. We <laughs> Disappear is also hard. I still can't really spell that word, to be I, completely honest. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to try. I, well, I think it's appear with dis in front. What's one? Oh, you know what word I have a really hard time with? Restaurant. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, defiantly. I told my mom that, and she, she goes... It's definite with an L-Y. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm always like, definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Also, the fact that the, my, the two words, and that means that I'm <laughs> using those words quite often, are restaurant and diarrhea. And I never know yeah, how to Yeah, I always them. think it's like rest and then A-U. Yeah. It's, but it's not. It's super confusing. It's A-R-A, like rest or and. Yeah. And so whenever, I, I always type it wrong that like my autocorrect can't figure it out. Yeah. And so <laughs> I always like autocorrects to restraint. Yeah. And I always think it's one letter off. Yeah. And then it's like no, like possible, whatever. And yeah. it's like, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> Same with diarrhea. When will I ever know that I mean fucking? It will not, it will always be ducking. Ducking. <laughs> Okay, we're going to sign off now. Uh, Brie, why don't you call time of death of truly our lives? (laughs) Time of death, uh, 2241. Peace.